Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on Christmas Eve, Trevor. I am John Ledyard. My co-host is Trevor Sycamore. And if you noticed my warm, cheery tone, it's kind of the tone of voice that you would hear on the radio while you're sitting around your fireplace sipping cocoa on a beautiful evening a couple hours before Christmas. Trevor, how are you here in lieu of the Christmas of 2018? Are you feeling very Christmassy? If you do this whole voice of the podcast, I'm just going to punch you in the face next time wow. I see you. Such hostility on the eve of Christmas. <laughs> you got to fit the word Yuletide somewhere into this podcast. <laughs> I could do that. You don't think I can Somebody... do that? That's easy. No, I'd be... no, you can. You can do it. I'm telling you to do it. Just going to. Oh, I'm... I've already got like corny, corny. Hey, real quick. Real quick. Of... Real quick. Tide. Yes. Your thoughts on eggnog. Um, you know, honestly, I can't even remember the last time I had it. All right. And there's a reason why, right? Probably because it's trash. Because it's trash. Who would drink it? That's what I want to know. Eggnog is bad. Okay. Is it older folks that are into it? What? Is it older folks that are into eggnog? Like, who? I don't, I don't really know. Eggnog is just not good. It's like drinking snot. It's, I mean, that's if, what it's like. By definition, a mixture of beaten eggs, cream, and flavorings. It's just basically nice snot. It's honestly basically what it sounds like. Of course, Egg it depends on how much of the Lord cool. Sacrament you put in there, obviously. But do you guys do stuff for, are you a, are you a, uh, here's another question. Are you a gifts on Christmas Eve or a gifts no, on no. Christmas Day? Listen, if you're opening your gifts before, now, granted, there are some things that are out of my control. I'm married now, and so my wife's side of the family. Here we go. When they come in from out of town, Here they open their gifts for each go. other. But in or answer to your question, what do you get we do? Married, no, no, no. All of a sudden, what? Jesus's birthday doesn't even matter. Listen, we we're not going to see them on the day. <laughs> it whenever we want. The gifts are flying. Oh my Kids are posting stuff 24 hours early. Unbelievable. Listen, in this household, Kaylee, our daughter, will get her gifts on Christmas morning and not a second before. And that will be the way it always is in this house. You're a good father. Thank you. Doing the right thing. Thank you. I was waiting to hear the ruling there. But have you have you uh have you have you had to do the whole like dress up as Santa thing yet? No. Heck no. Oh. We're not even going to we're not going to tell her. Sorry if you're listening to this podcast and you think Santa's real. We're not going to even tell her Santa's not like Santa's real. You're just going to title the podcast Locked on NFL Draft Podcast 1224 Santa's not real. <laughs> Santa Santa's fake as hell. That's going to be the name of this podcast. <laughs> no. Santa was a coward. <laughs> I mean, like Britt's like, you know, do do you do we want to tell her spots? I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to start off my daughter's Life by lying to her as one mm. of the key figures in the early portions of her life could not be me as a father. She will know. again, you know, he's two for two right now. All right, what she are we knows. actually talking about? We'll uh, we'll mix in some Christmas talk with what we're actually talking about today. Well, we were gonna draft Christmas movies because Kyle and Joe messed it up to such a royal degree, but yeah, that was right, right? I, like, what are they doing, man? That really backfired on Kyle, I think. Yeah, and he wasn't happy about it. He spent the whole day tweeting gifts about it, which. <laughs> I don't blame him because his list was slightly better in my opinion. What did he have? He had 
Uh, he had. Um, oh, Joe had whatever one had Elf in it. Yeah, Joe it was had Elf and something else. Joe had Elf. He had Elf. He had. Uh, that was a good one. He had the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, um, which I've never seen, by the way. Did he have Home Alone in his too? Yeah, he had Home Alone. Which yeah, I, I mean, come on, come on, brother. I don't know. Home Alone's fine. It just you know. But Shut, Kyle had, get out! Kyle of had here. the Christmas Story, which which one, which was my which favorite of those, the ones I'd seen. And and Kyle doesn't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, so I just have no time for it. Like you know, it's I'm tough sorry. when the actors, the writer. The producer and yeah. the director all say it's a Christmas right. movie, you know? Yeah. Hard it's to hard just being out, that wrong. But here we are. He's less, If he listens to this, which he probably won't, but if he were, he would be steaming right now. He would go record a draft dudes just to fire back at us. <laughs> Joe, get on. Turn on the mic. <laughs> we got a rebuttal. All right. We got to talk about some actual football things uh, today uh, because you guys probably want to hear about a couple of those too. But. This guy is following with this quarterback generation. It's over. Well, I Pack think it's the opposite. Brady's done. It's fun though. Like Big Ben's Big Ben's cooked. To me, this year has marked a transition, really, I think, of and I know Rivers and Breeze have still played well. Ben and Brady have obviously played well in spots as well. I mean, they need to be superheroes for their teams to win, and I don't know. It's but, just not happening like that. So the whole so the whole premise of what we kind of wanted to talk about after the the weekend that was week 16 in the NFL was that we truly, and, and this year it's kind of been a culmination of a lot of different stuff. You're seeing this kind of changing of the guard and we've all been wondering how long it's going, like how long this is going to last. You've got guys like breeze Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, Matt Ryan, um, Phillip rivers, Eli Manning, Joe, Joe Flacco, even, and like all of these guys who have dominated the headlines of our, most of our football lives to this point, you know, like these are our generation of great quarterbacks of what we grew up watching with these guys. And there always comes a time to where there's going to be a transition, but you never know when it's going to happen because you're so busy talking about these guys. I think that sometimes we almost lose sight of like, Oh, they might be slipping a little or like all of a sudden you like blink of an eye, a quarterback could go from 30 years old. All of a sudden he's 35 or something. You go, Oh crap. Well, we, we better be, drafting a quarterback or something right and i do think that this year to your point as you you and i were talking about it a little bit before the show this year has been a really big year in terms of we're about to turn that page like it truly is about to become the next chapter of quarterbacks in the nfl right and i think that it's exciting because there's a lot of them playing well you know we're going to get that next chapter of quarterbacks whether they're good or they're not these guys will be starters like this year's quarterback class, one before it, even going back to Winston Mariota, like they're going to start somewhere next year. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, my biggest thing is, um, can these guys pick up that mantle? And I don't mean by that that they have to be on the level of Tom Brady or Brew Brees or Ben Roth. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully, over time, a couple get to like a Ben level and something like that. But I mean, you're you're talking about Brady and Brees. You're talking about you know, maybe two of the top three or four quarterbacks of all time. I mean, so sure. Right. Right. I think that, uh, what's exciting about this class, uh, this, uh, this past class, but then, you know, the classes before it, like, even let's just go through the performances we saw this weekend. Like, well, let's start with the week on the, on Saturday. Uh, you know, Mariota is still a question mark to me and, and you just jump in with what your thoughts, but I just like, I don't think he's played poorly at all, but it just doesn't feel like he's ever going to be a transcendent guy either. So I know how, just how weird, 
does that Mariota Winston class now look? It's very like, strange. When they were coming out, that was two of the biggest sure thing picks there could have been. Right. Like you were drafting the next quarterback for the next 10 years. And Mariota has been I, – I feel like Mariota has been worse – case scenario for what Mariota could be like he is he is pretty damn close to his floor okay because it's not like it's not like the guy was ever going to like melt down and not have talent that's not what we're saying when we're saying a guy's hitting a floor but like the worst case scenario for Mariota going into the NFL was his game would almost be too timid for the NFL and he would never take that next like aggressive step Mm -hmm. towards to where he needed to go and Winston I think he's a little bit higher on his floor, but still it's almost catastrophic sometimes what he can do with how he turns the ball over. It's something that he has, he's four years in and the Buccaneers won't even pick up his fifth or they won't even sign him to a long-term set. They're literally making him play out his fifth year option on his contract because they don't know if they can trust him. Right. Those two dudes are so much closer to their floor than their ceiling right now. And it's crazy to look back at it. So now I think because we're seeing classes like that, and we know the transition has to come earlier. We're seeing guys like, you know, you you, you were talking about Deshaun Watson. And even the five guys who were drafted in last year's quarterback class are already taking mm-hmm. steps towards becoming those next faces of the NFL. Well, I think Deshaun Watson's performance on Sunday, dude, it was something I've never seen. But just the way that he did. I mean, he was immediately QB1, under pressure. Like, QB1, by the way. Right, for both of us. And sure, Let, is Patrick yeah. Mahomes having a better year? Sure. Um, and he may ultimately be the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, some of the throws he's made. <laughs> I mean, he, like, I don't think it's hyperbole to say Mahomes could be one of the best of all time. Like, sure. you know, and I don't know if Watson necessarily would be like, if you're talking best of all time, would that be a ceiling? So, but anybody would have told you Mahomes had the higher ceiling than anybody in the class. It's a matter of who hits that ceiling as a quarterback, and he's on his way to doing that. But, Watson was, I mean, every single play, like, pressure. He got hit by four guys, just literally threw dudes off his body. Like, I mean, it was incredible, made unbelievable throws. He, I mean, they were down two touchdowns with, like, four minutes left, and they scored twice, took the lead by a point, and then that horrific defense gave up the game-winning field goal to Nick freaking Foles just chucking the ball, YOLO and the ball all over the field. And it was awful to watch. I don't even a Texans fan. I didn't care about the outcome of the game, but I just Watson has just deserved to win, and I it just was, it was literally. I mean, like I don't you like to use the word like heroic for for football because it doesn't apply because that's not what the word was intended to be used for. But in a football sense of the word, like if you're if football was the only context, it was that kind of a performance. I mean, he was just they straight up would not would have gotten just absolutely obliterated if it wasn't for him, and he just was play after play after play, just exceptional so his performance was amazing Mahomes lost and that defense is horrible Chiefs offense wasn't even at their best and they put up 31 he made throws I mean did you see any of the Chiefs game I know you I saw some I saw a lot of the big highlights that he had goodness so I mean just like disgusting amount of talent you know I mean just a remarkable football player and I think both of those guys are kind of the becoming the faces but quietly Trubisky played really well again this week I mean, not, no, he's good, man. He's 25 of 29, you know, I mean, efficient, you know, I mean, he, he's not making mistakes to kill them right now. And I don't think he's on either of those guys level as a if, quarterback, but he's getting better. There's no doubt if, about that. If you had to say, I know that this is kind of putting you on the spot because we literally didn't talk about this before the show, but like, 
everybody. So, so when you talk QBs in the NFL, yes, who are the first three QBs that you think? If I if I told, name me three quarterbacks in the NFL, who are the first three that you name? Oh, so just anybody? Like it doesn't matter whether they're good or not. Well, I mean, like if you're talking about quarterbacks, I, Brady, Rogers, and Breeze, right? I mean, like sure. those are just right. Those are the big three those that all three. everybody always right. talks about. If you're looking at this next generation, these next kind of group of guys, okay. these younger quarterbacks, I guess. Yeah. Who would you say would be like the next three that you think could get there? Because I would say, I would say that it's Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Baker Mayfield. Right. Those would be the three guys that I would have. Would you have a different three? No, it's unquestionably those three. I don't even think, and I don't even think another answer can be like if you if you gave just another like, answer, I just think you'd be, you know, the only like, other answer I'd accept would be Jared Goff. The and, charisma, the captivation, the, right. the the execution, what they do for teams, those guys, we're, we 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 might be writing about these guys for the next fifteen years. We really might. And I should say, I think Jared Goff, you know, I, he would be the one name that I would also say, okay, he can be in that. And he kind of righted himself again. And you know, there's certainly there's weaknesses with all these guys. Goff tends to get picked on a little more because everybody thinks McVay, which he is. Is genius, so they tend to give him credit and, and pick apart golf a little more. Where Baker Mahomes is so obviously ridiculous, it's unbelievable. And Baker and and Watson saved their coaches. That's always been the narrative wherever uh, they are. You know, or Baker saving Cleveland and kind of rising from that situation, and Watson saving Houston after the years of just mediocrity at best, and uh, Bill O'Brien being on the hot seat, and now he's kind of resurrected that team so yeah i mean i think that the narrative there has kind of made it a little more critical of jared goff but i think he's been brilliant this season was brilliant against arizona and uh, has done really good things uh throughout the year and i think if he's healthy and and we get him back at 100 percent, carson wentz is absolutely in that conversation too with those guys mm-hmm. i mean you could have five legitimately extremely good you know use the word elite if you want i mean elite compared to brady and breeze in them no but you know, elite compared to like what the standard is for today's NFL, which honestly, like guys like Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins in that middle range of quarterback, like they've done some good things, sure, but like they haven't consistently, you know, carried that ball, carried that mantle, you know. So um, I think those guys have the chance to be the, the next face, you know, those, those five. And then, of course, absolutely not counting out, you know, somebody like Rosen and somebody like Lamar Jackson and somebody like Josh Allen and seeing what they can become. And Sam Darnold was really, really good against Green Bay. And that was one of the games actually that got me kind of thinking, here we are, like we're coming into this next wave. And if the Cardinals really do fire Steve Wilkes, I think Rosen has shown some good things this season and we can get him there. And, you know, Lamar's ceiling is probably limited as a passer from what I've seen this season, but the explosive plays that he can make and the fact that he can make big time throws despite not being a consistent passer and, you know, same type of narrative, honestly, with Josh Allen, even though they're different quarterbacks, they're kind of similar in some ways too. And so, you know, can those guys ever find consistent? There's always going to be this struggle. It's not that everybody's going to be perfect, but this is our next wave. Like these are our next types. You know, we're going to argue and debate, but Josh Allen's going to be a starter for a long time in the NFL. He's going to get that chance because of those tools. Lamar Jackson's going to be a starter in the NFL for a long time because he has crazy tools, especially with his legs and the ability and what he's already done to to hurt teams in that capacity uh, and, and how hard he's been to game plan for. And if he continues to grow as a passer as well. You know, those guys are going to be starters for a long time in this league. They're going to be the guys and the prototypes that we point to and say, this is the next era of quarterbacks. Now, how can we build around them? And I think if you look at these matchups with, with or all these quarterbacks, the matchups that they have, the, 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 uh, the marriages that they have with 
offensive coordinators that know what they're doing, that are innovative, they're young, right. they're exciting. Big part of that. That's Big been part huge, that. right? I mean, you mentioned Mahomes, Andy Reid, obviously. What Nagy has done for Trubisky has been tremendous. I mean, I, if this is peak Trubisky or what we get next year will be peak Trubisky, whatever it is, like the fact that Nagy has kind of continued to guide him along, and I, I think he can still keep improving, I really do, that's been huge. Like I think that I don't know that Trubisky would be doing anything of what he's doing right now if he didn't get a good coach around him. You know, I really think that was so important for him. And we said that before the draft. And we said how vital that was for him. Um, and you think about those marriages, Nagy, Trubisky. And, and O'Brien has done some good things with Watson. Don't get it mixed. O'Brien's done some good things with Watson. McVay, Goff, Peterson, and the other offensive coaches there uh, in Philadelphia. Not Mike Groh, but uh, – and Carson Wentz. You know, th- those kind of can – like – that's what's Freddie Kitchens and Baker, and even if it doesn't stay, whatever Hughes or Cleveland brings in, and Baker, you know, hopefully will be an exciting pairing. Now, can we get Sam Darnold and Josh Rose and those kind of guys? I think Josh yeah, Allen I, has that guy in Brian Dable. Con- consistency in coaching, I think, is going to be a big deal for these guys because I mean, you look at some of the most successful quarterbacks, and okay, it's you, you kind of get into the the what weighs more, what comes first chicken or the egg kind of the argument well what is it is it the quarterback or the head coach but i think at the end of the day it's got to be able there's got to be a compliment there i think on both sides because you know belichick's been with brady his entire career uh, ben roethlisberger's had mike tomlin for you know i had basically the entire time um you know breeze has been with sean payton for so long uh even like russell guys russell wilson's been with pete carroll and it's been it's been consistent so consistency in, in who you have and kind of creating that culture and molding it around uh, the quarterback itself, I think will play as much, not to say you can't have little changes here and there, because you could certainly name off some really good quarterbacks over the years that have had a lot of the same or have had some changes at, at coach. But I do think that not having a constant revolving door, whether it is through coordinators or especially head coaches um, is certainly something that goes into the recipe of allowing a young quarterback to truly be successful enough to stick around because man we get these young guys and we just want them to be good immediately and like we want like sometimes we we want this turning of the page to happen mm-hmm. so quickly oh yeah and man we get impatient with it and and you know i've i've heard a lot more of this over this year just because of covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and covering Jameis Winston's struggles and everybody kind of asked the question well man he should be so much further along in his fourth year and I, though I agree with that you talk to a lot of these these former and current even current good quarterbacks and they'll tell you like man I didn't even really like settle into really knowing what I was seeing and evolving to my final form as a quarterback until like Oh age gosh. 28 29 yeah. 30 you know so we get these kids and i mean like james winston's 24 i know he's been in the league for a couple of years but he's 24 and you've got these guys these quarterbacks who are saying shoot i was just lucky enough that we had success long enough for them to work through it with me and then i was able to really hit my stride in my late 20s early 30s so i do think that that's it, that's going to be part of the recipe for some of these guys and you're going to look at a lot of their talent and Unfortunately, just because it's a numbers game and this is how it goes, there's going to be a couple of these names that we named. They're going to have some unstable situations over the years and maybe not get the fair chance that their talent might deserve because consistency at head coach and that consistency with that marriage between a coach and a quarterback, I think is a really big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think that you hit the nail on the head. Like, look at some of these quarterbacks around the league 
and where they were at as rookies, like Matt Ryan, for example. Yeah, he came in, he completed 61% of his passes his first year, but 11, 11 t- or 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, you know, very modest numbers mm-hmm. through across the board his first year, 16 games as a starter as a rookie. Next year, only 58% of his passes he completed, 22 touchdowns, 14 picks. He had big time trouble with it. I mean, they were talking about whether he was going to be the answer or not there in, in, in Atlanta right. during his first two years. Right. And then people started to realize quarterbacks just suck early on. That's the way that it is. You know, not everybody's <laughs> like Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson. You know, even Andrew Luck, huge struggles. He threw a ton of picks his first year, huge struggles. You know, uh, Stafford, 13 touchdowns, 20 picks his first year. You know, completed 53% of his passes in 10 starts. You know, was not playing well at all and then the next year only started three games and got hurt and then that third year he broke out and so I mean we've seen this you know even his fourth year was a struggle then so I mean we've seen this across the board with quarterbacks like you know even a couple of these guys that have had moments of struggle really all the rookies have had moments of struggle this season you know uh, Rosen and Darnold had a pretty rough road uh, I think early on you know lately both especially Darnold this this past Sunday uh, started to look better and better but you know, I think that there's just no doubt in my mind. Like, I feel like these guys are talented. Just get them in, get them in good situations, which every quarterback, I really think almost every quarterback needs to be successful. Um, you know, get them in good situations and, and keep developing them a little bit, and you're going to have way, way, way better results in year two, I think. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just an exciting time for the league. You know, this is – it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, not a total rebirth of the quarterback position just yet when, when that, that changing of the guard will really happen – and, you know, maybe this offseason somebody calls it quits. Maybe next offseason it is. But I think you're going to see Brady and Breeze and Ben and even Rivers eventually if he ever decides to stop slinging them up um, up there uh, with that weird throwing motion is Eli when he when he hangs it up. And um, I think all those guys are going to kind of, you know, either either retire or fade out here and you're going to see this, you know, the new brand of quarterback kind of emerge. And I thought this Sunday just kind of really epitomized that. You saw all these young guys playing really well. You know, guys like Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson playing well is what you know that kind of in between phase. But um, you know, the the first, second, third, fourth year guys, you know, I think are really either emerging. You know, the fourth year guys, what Winston's a fourth year guy, right? Mm-hmm. Going into his fifth year, yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, but the th- but the third, second, and first year guys, I thought really kind of emerging and, and showing what they're capable yeah. of, and that this think league the- I think is going to be in good hands. Yeah, that's. I mean, I was just about to say. I think the big takeaway from all of this and this discussion and some of the things that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, especially in week sixteen, is that like this league is going to get really fun. It's going to get really fun over the next couple of years with the types of guys that we have rising to the top at the most prominent position in one of the most prominent sports. And so, uh, it's just. I think it's going to be a blast. I think it's. We're only scratching the surface, and there's still going to be guys that we don't even know that aren't even in the NFL yet that are going to contribute to that too. So, I'm with you. I think the NFL is in good hands. I think we're we're in for a fun little ride here over the next couple of years. The parity around the league is just straight up awesome right now. I mean, there's just. I mean, every game is competitive. New England's playing Buffalo, and it's competitive now. Tampa's playing Dallas, who's winning their division, and and it's competitive. You know, I mean, all these games are just like. You know, Chicago's in contention for the bye here, and the 49ers are playing them to the wire at 4 and 11. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so it's I mean, right. That's a good point, too. Every week, the parody is just crazy, and I think you're seeing better coaching across the board. Uh, you know, we didn't even mention Jimmy Garoppolo in that group with the young quarterbacks, and I think you're going to see a huge breakout year from him next season. And I just think, man, it's just, it's fun. It's, uh, there's a lot of young, good quarterback talent in the NFL. 
I think it's going to continue to manifest itself in, in a passing league that has in some ways become a little more quarterback friendly with the coaching and the scheme and the quick completions and you know the emphasis on a lot of rhythm passing and getting quarterbacks comfortable and things like that. I think we're going to see better and better play out of those the, that position group. And really what you're seeing around the league is there's suddenly not that many teams that have like real big holes at quarterback. And I think the ones who do, you're going to see them fall by the wayside and really struggle until they get one. And maybe that doesn't happen in this year's class a whole lot, but I think next year, 2020 maybe is the year and you find a couple guys in that class, maybe that can help out. And so, yep. We'll be here to tell you all about it before it happens. But uh, yeah, good look at the quarterback class right now across the NFL and kind of the direction we're heading with that. And I think that uh, Christmas time uh, means that there won't be a podcast uh, tomorrow on the pod on uh, Locked On NFL Draft. And uh, Wednesday we'll get one out for you guys, though. Crank them out the rest of the week, and uh, the draft dudes will join us uh, on Friday for a super show. And Thursday we'll have our picks for the last week of the NFL season. And then we move officially. We are one. We are what one week from regular season being over. Which is that like an unofficial start to draft season? I feel like yes, one hundred percent. Yes. When the calendar turns, you better be ready because we don't care about the playoffs mainly because neither of our teams will be in it. I'm just kidding. We'll still talk about the playoffs a little bit, but we'll uh, we'll be ready to to turn our attention full bore toward the draft and, and start previewing the shrine and the senior bowl games for you guys and having some cool guests on as well. We've got a lot of fun guests that we want to have on the show lined up for you guys too, that are going to give great insight into this process as well. So as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a merry, awesome Christmas, and we'll catch you again later in the week.